welcome back to Capital Stories. This is the podcast where we talk to real people about real issues and explore intersections of life and faith to encourage you in your personal walk with Jesus. We're going to do something different today. And it's exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about spiritual friendship. Yes. Spiritual friendship, real life, real faith together. We're going to talk to Bruce Helgeson, our Park City Mm -hmm. Campus pastor, Mm -hmm. and Kim Perry, Mm -hmm. the director of our small groups ministry here at Capital, about spiritual friendship. And why now? Because, you know, this is a, we're leaning into this right now as a church. I don't know if you've been to the the sermons the last few weeks, but we're focusing on this in our sermon series. Troy has felt this on his heart Mm -hmm. from God. Such a passion for this, for everybody in our community, even though we hesitate to use these words, but to like find some spiritual BFFs. Right. Not like life BFFs, but just really good friends that you either see at church or you connect with somewhat regularly that are that you're connected because of your faith. Yeah. You right. know, you're reaching out regularly and helping each other, like you said in the beginning, Eric, encouraging each other yeah. in your journey. Yeah. So that's what it's all about today. Enjoy Kim and Bruce on Capital Stories. Well, welcome to this episode of Capital Stories. I'm hoping we're going to tell lots of good stories today. I hope we, so too. Because we're mm-hmm. talking about spiritual friendship. And we've got some folks around the table I'm going to introduce first before we get going. And you can recognize some voices. Of course, Eric and I here. Hello. Hello. Also, to my right is Bruce. Say hello, Bruce. Hello, Tara. Hello, Eric. Bruce is our campus pastor in Park City and has had lots of experience personally from a ministry perspective, from all different kinds of perspectives and working with teenagers and adults and the power of God in relationships. So we're excited to hear from him. And also, last but certainly not least, we have Kim Perry. Hi. Hi, Kim. Hello. This is not Kim's first time. You've been on the podcast before. No, it's not. (laughs) She is a veteran. And she is joining us also for for lots of reasons. Kim is involved in like small groups. All the things. Like leading the small groups ministry in Capitol right now. Yeah. And so is inspired and motivated to create opportunities, create space and systems. Yeah. Right. Through which people can find really important fits in in relationship yeah who they get to talk to with about what's going on in their life let's just get rolling here spiritual friendship i say that word and it probably is a trigger in some way for some people it could yeah. be a trigger okay so it might be a trigger if this is kind of a new concept mm-hmm. right kind of new to yeah. god kind of new to church yeah. and there's all this like language like what's vbs yeah. what is small groups right, right? right. what is spiritual, spiritual friendship, friendship. So it might sound a little daunting, it might sound a little intimidating, but we ask that you would stick with us because we believe, we know through the word of God, through our experience that that doing life with God in whatever capacity, wherever it is that you're at, is also designed to be doing life with God with other people of God. Right. And so figuring out how to do that is important. If it's an old concept, yeah. you've been around the block and you've heard spiritual friendship a million times and I've been around the block. There you go. <laughs> and look, here you are. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that to give it maybe a fresh, yeah. maybe a fresh perspective. Yeah. On- We're in a new season right now. It feels just so unique, you know, compared to the past. Yeah. So I think like, and they're not so long ago past. Exactly. Yeah. Like within the last couple of years specifically, yeah. it's like, yeah. this probably deserves our renewed attention. Who am I reaching out to? Yeah. Who's reaching out to me? Who am I kind of doing Who life are my people? with God with? How often am I seeing these people? Are yeah, we actually my God encouraging people. each other? Also, at Capital, from mm-hmm. a staff, we 
are really focused on this. It happens to be right now. Of course, who knows when you're listening yeah, to you're this. Yeah, listening to this later. But, but in this particular time, we have a sermon series on spiritual friendship that we're, we're doing this month. And it's just felt really important to us as a collective staff that we create opportunities to find these spiritual BFFs. Mm-hmm. I know that also sounds weird. You guys, gentlemen, you want to mention, fine. talk it's about fine. that at all? Like, no, I mean, like, this I don't think guys usually use that term, but we understand it. You guys don't have like the heart necklace that's like broken in half, and, like one person has it, and it says like spirit tool on the other yeah, side. Yeah. I can't relate to that. But I, I meant more of, do you want to talk a little bit about how, as a staff, we've focused on this as like a theme? I think it's an important theme because, I mean, relationship in general i mean that's that's what faith is all about it's relationship mm-hmm. with our creator it's relationship how to live in community mm-hmm. i mean church family is relational and mm-hmm. i think it's really easy to be stepping into a church family but what does it mean to really be a part of a living functioning healthy mm-hmm. church family and i think that's kind of where we're heading with the whole spiritual friendship intentional yeah. conversations, especially with our sermon series that we are in, in yeah. right now. Also, I think it's one of the easiest things to neglect mm. And, mm, yes. and and yet it's so important. And I think the the part of realizing the importance of it is is also really more of a, a deepening of our own faith with our Savior Christ. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. when that starts happening, I've seen personally when that starts happening in someone's life, they become more interested in developing a spiritual friend. It's it's an intimidation factor just to mm-hmm. have a spiritual conversation. Mm-hmm. That can be kind of creepy right. and weird mm-hmm. if yeah. we're just discovering what faith is. Yeah. Right. But it's so valuable. And mm-hmm. it's very important. And my experience in the f- spiritual friends that I've had in the past, when you start having, e- even just saying, hey, I'm praying for you, or how yeah. can I pray for you? Just the invitation about God mm-hmm. in a conversation is kind of weird at first for some people, but as they get to know you in personality, my personality anyways, they know eventually I'm going to ask them something about how's life <laughs> yeah. going, you know? And yeah. so yeah. it's a part of that care, that love, that, hey, I'm on, I got your back and we're going to be praying yeah. for you. That's yeah. kind of a beginning point, I think, for me at least. I think just that's Troy's just vision and kind of passion right now. Yeah. I think it's leading us toward creating a space, creating a, a place where you can come to church or be connected to church in whatever way that is. And you've got a person, that familiarity where that can happen. Mm. That just feels important and, and like deeply, this is a real passion there. I think Mm -hmm. that he has for our community and that he senses from God to lead us, to lead us toward that. So, okay, let's define spiritual friendship. Let's talk about what it is. Let's talk about what it's not. Kim, do you want to jump in at all with that? Yeah, sure. Well, when I think of spiritual friendship, I can can sort of relate it to, I have a longtime friend who lives in California, and we became best friends in seventh grade. And then later, Mm. when we were 16, we became Christians together. And so I was able to see the transformation of that kind of a relationship because we had a lot of fun together and Mm -hmm. we did goofy things and we got in trouble and we still get in trouble maybe. But (laughs) as we started developing a relationship with Christ together, then we were doing Bible study together. We were praying for one another and we had a different kind of a support system than, you know, just 
hanging out. Mm. And so mm-hmm. through all these years, I said, I've been around the block. If I'm going through a difficult time, she's going through a difficult time. You know, we have been there, even though we're miles apart. Yeah. That connection because of Jesus and that that spurring on, you know, to just keep going or to be there if she's going through a hard time or I am to be praying for one another, mm-hmm. that has been huge in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say the, the link in the spiritual friendship definition is Jesus. Yeah. I mean, that's yes. definitely, I mean, it is. This is our reason for being here, right? right. So Sunday school answer. Jesus. There you go. But the interesting thing, I think Kevin has already said this too, is that if, if I think about those spiritual friends in my life, that relationship is still strong, even though miles separate us right. in many mm-hmm. hours of miles yeah. and driving and whatever. But it, it's the continuation of, we know that we had faith conversations. We know that we pray for one another and we still connect yeah. because of that mm-hmm. reason. Yeah, yeah so. I'm, I'm even thinking of when I was a lot younger and just having my kids, I was doing a small group Bible study with a, a group of women and we all had wild kids running around. <laughs> and I think of the support that we were able to bring to one another and you know and our kids are fighting and you have to get vulnerable because you can no longer be like oh i'm the great parent on sunday morning you know <laughs> so you're just you're doing life with people mm. and you are sharing you know your struggles and and those women i really don't see them anymore but every once in a while you know as you were mm-hmm. saying bruce we mm-hmm. have contact and we are just right back to mm-hmm. where we were because we had yeah. that deep spiritual connection, even though it may not have felt very deep at times because we're chasing kids or, you know, cleaning up throw up on the stairs. I do remember that. So yeah, yeah, I I I would agree. It's it's having Jesus as a center just does something to really deepen those relationships Mm -hmm. and bring bring a different kind of connection. And there's this level of knowing Mm -hmm. like that just is built over time and that exposure. Yes. That your group all had to each other in in the most vulnerable moments where it's like, well, my kids yes. are not at their most well-behaved moment, but you're seeing me anyway. Like that level of exposure is what yeah. I'm thinking leads to a deeper spiritual friendship too. Is yes, It's a deep knowing yeah. that, that you can foster. Well, and a deep forgiveness. And I just have to share mm. this story. Maybe when, when my youngest son, Michael, he was about two and another little guy was two, we're in Bible study and they jumped up on a treadmill, came up and started hugging. And we're all like, oh, this is so beautiful and so sweet. And then Michael took a big chunk out of the other boy's cheek. And at that moment, I had to be very vulnerable. And they all had, you know, suddenly that's what I mean, where I'm like, I'm okay. So I'm I'm not feeling like the best parent right now, but are you guys going to still love me now that my child has bit another child? (laughs) Right. So I just had to share that story. Oh. Well, so we're talking about a realness, right? We're talking about something between two people that there's not judgment, that there's real truth, that there's you get to know each other over mm-hmm. over time. There's a checking in, there's a listening. Well, right? I think yeah. that's another aspect of it is there's a humility that comes from that, but you know, at the root of it is really is Jesus. What is it not? What is spiritual friendship not? Hopefully we've painted a picture of kind of of the real, yeah. raw, trusting, 
oh my gosh, but I, yet I know this person's going to give me the benefit of the doubt kind of moments, right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to say, yep, I hear how you feel. God, it's still good. Right? Yeah. yeah. But what is it What is it kind of yeah. not? Like, because some people I'm can thinking, think, and I know yeah. in my life, I thought like, oh, this is my spiritual friend. And I think, I don't know that it yeah. is. I feel like I have a lot of friends, like we get along great. We yes. love hanging out together, yes. spending all the time in the world together. Jesus is not a single part of that relationship mm. together, you know? And so I feel like that's an element of what spiritual friendship is not in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a million friends. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe um, mm-hmm. lots and lots of friends. <laughs> but how many of them are spiritual friends is a different question. Yeah. I have a thought here. So what spiritual friend is not? What a spiritual friend is mm. not? I would say for a guy in particular, that, that term is a bit freaky. For some, if they really haven't been around the church or Christians, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just discovering what faith is, or they're just curious. A spiritual friend is not always spiritual conversations only. And mm-hmm. I think for somebody that's curious about faith, yeah. it, it's it's like they assume maybe hearing a term like that, or even like, hey, do you want to go to a Bible study or a small group? It's just like, oh no, this person Bruce is just going to be every time he sees me. We're always going to talk about spiritual <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah, stuff, friend, yeah. you know, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, all the time. And yeah. sometimes that happens. But I, I think with with going back to what spiritual friends is, real people of real faith, mm-hmm. and oftentimes that includes spiritual conversations or prayer for one another. There's a scripture, but a cord of three strands is not easily broken. And when I mentioned that link being Jesus, I've, I've just seen relationships or friendships that start as a generic friendship mm-hmm. or a neighbor, mm-hmm. you know, just moved into the neighborhood in Minnesota. My next door neighbor had no idea who he was. He didn't know me. He was the most intimidating guy that would you would think it's like Paul Bunyan size, like <laughs> literal muscle dude. And I I just had no idea how he would respond, but he became one of my best friends because we just, first of all, established a friendship. And then I would just check in and say, hey, how's, how's things going? He was in the midst of a separation. Mm-hmm. He just knew that I started caring about what mm-hmm. was going on in his life. Mm-hmm. And, that, and so that, that's what I mean by real people, real faith. We we do real life together, yeah. Or we're neighbors. We have normal conversations. It's not all you know. Jesus mm-hmm. talk all the time, but there were times where he started. Eventually became became a believer. He was in a small group with me, mm-hmm. but those conversations happened at a time later on mm-hmm. because he was curious, and I believe that maybe my questions were like seeds being planted, possibly. Mm-hmm. So I think a, a spiritual. What spiritual friends is not is not always Jesus conversations yeah. only. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I, this yeah, is it's I, a great point. And yeah, I love that you said that because I, I'm thinking of some friends that we just recently got together with that I consider very dear mm-hmm. spiritual friends, but I don't know that we necessarily talked about God. Right. You know, we're having dessert and we were laughing our heads off mm-hmm. for like three hours. And mm-hmm. but there's times that with those same friends that we are mm-hmm. digging in. Yeah, so I agree. I'm glad you said that. So we've talked a little bit here about the concept or mentioned the term vulnerability. I think you, Bruce, meant, brought that up in, in the context of men and in, in being vulnerable. I, you know, I was just thinking about how in Christian context, this can be really hard, 
Right. Just like with the moms, right? You yes. know, like, oh, here's my pretty Twenty. Kids Sorry, bite too. he just, you know, <laughs> ate your son's face. You know, but like there's there's also in the Christian context yeah. too. Yeah. You know, peeps you do run into folks that really like to be the Oh, my child, here's how what you should do. You know, it's 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 it can be a little intimidating to be vulnerable. So mm, let's spiritual talk. mother or father kind of yeah. Instead you. of Instead of a real person, and yeah, there's exactly. some reciprocity, <laughs> right, in the vulnerability that I think mm. is important. Any any sort of comments or you know, like with men too, it can be oh, I want to have a maybe an accountability, which is, well, I mean, obviously there's some vulnerability there too, mm. but just let's talk about vulnerability for a moment and how important that is and how difficult that can that can be, especially in the age of yes, we're we're called to to. You know, be honest with ourselves and honest before God and honest with each other. And it's not, it's when we don't do that, we get in a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Well, any, any thoughts? I can jump right in here. Oh, mm. okay. So it, let's see, it was probably about, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, my husband and I, we were in full-time ministry for about 30 years and re he retired from ministry, which meant I did too, because I was alongside Yeah, and hit a really rough spot coming out of the ministry. And we were just coming, just attending Capitol at the time. And shortly after coming here, we went through a separation, something that I never saw coming. Mm -hmm. And it was a really difficult hurting time for me. And I had some people at Capitol come alongside me that I don't know that I would be where I am right now if that had not happened. And these were true spiritual friends. And it happened in, in a couple of ways. I had, I had a couple of, couple of people reach out to me and they found out my story, and then they took me under their wing and invited me places because in my mind, I was like, my whole life, I thought, well, I'm going to be married, and suddenly I'm not, and I don't know how to fit, and it was really difficult. And so they made sure that I was going places, and it was really hard sometimes to even say yes, because I was like, I feel so awkward. But I also had to take a step myself because I thought, well, I can wallow in sorrow a lot or i can try to do something about it and try to try to attempt to live a normal life and so i i went to a bible study here at capitol and a couple completely reached out to me from the minute i walked in i was welcomed in a way that i was like i i was seen immediately and i was like this is a safe place for me and and this couple also took me under their wing and Jack also, out, outside of Capital, and some people from Capital was getting help from some spiritual friends as mm -hmm. well. And thankfully, our story turned out well. We were yeah. back together. Yeah. But had we not had those people reaching out to us and, and us reaching out to others, mm -hmm. they were carrying our mat. And, and I don't know that, well, I know I wouldn't be where I am now yeah. without that. I think we can underestimate the impact. Thank you for sharing that. The impact of of knowing, I think you said that earlier too, Bruce, just like with your with the beefy guy, right? Like he realized I cared about him. Yeah. He realized I cared about his life. Mm. You know, and to be seen, that yeah. word, just mm. to be seen. Yes. And like you care and and to reach out. You know, that that in itself is just being a spiritual friend. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh. Yeah. But There's, it took work on your part too, right? As you, you said, said you used those words. I had to take a step too. 
I did. In fact, I'm thinking there was actually two groups that I stepped into because mm. I I knew that I had to have some kind of support or I would mm-hmm. sink and I and I knew that God was a faithful God. But I also knew I could not do this alone. And so just again as we were talking, there were times that I was with these people and we're not talking about God, but they yeah. they were Jesus to me. Mm. And and they really were. It uh, it was like I was with Jesus because when I was with them, I was whole and yeah. healed, you know, and, and you know, obviously I still had a lot of times when it was very, very difficult, but having them just come alongside me to know that I'm a person of value, you mm-hmm. know, was, was really important at that time. I keep thinking about a, maybe a similar situation, but, but this is not with a person. A spiritual friend, but it, it's with spiritual friends, plural, our small group. And mm. the reality is our move to Utah from mm. North Dakota mm-hmm. when I was pastoring meant that I left my position as a pastor and then acquired a different job, came to Utah, wonderful to be back with Lorraine's, near Lorraine's family and so forth. And that was one of the reasons we moved back here. And we ended up getting involved in a small group. Coincidentally, it was a kitty corner backyard neighbor of ours that had been leading one for they're from texas and so they're transplants like we are and but it came to a time where after our first year and a half i lost my job and Mm. it was the vulnerable conversations of Mm. how awkward that was Mm. to not have a job for over four months Mm. and then and to you know seem like we're doing okay but we're really questioning God, what are you doing here? And, but having those conversations in the midst of all that, that vulnerability was, it was tricky. It was hard, but Mm. it was actually a freeing time because we knew that we really had the trust of other people because they were not only asking us questions, I would just say, Hey, to any two to three of the persons in our group anyways, can you pray about this for us? You know? And Literally, now this is more of a tangible way, but if it wasn't for our small group, I, I think we probably would have been close to at least missing our payments for mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. It was right before Christmas, mm-hmm. and our small group came up with the exact amount mm-hmm. of our yeah. our mortgage payment. You know, mm-hmm. and so I mean, they had, we had no idea. Lorraine and I had no idea this was going to be a part of this. Hey, we want to come over and just chat for a little bit. You know, yeah. that's not uncommon wow. for our neighbors yeah. to do that. But they came with other people in our small group, and yeah. they just gave us a Christmas card, and and it happened to be that exact amount. I we'd never told them the amount of our mortgage payment, but that's how cool God yeah. works in spiritual friendships. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it is so that's encouraging. So beautiful. So, I was going to say you use the word like liberating and it's, it's, you know, the the vulnerability, you know, we we kind of live our lives with this kind of sprayed on veneer of perfection, (laughs) you know, and then when you, you know, pull that away, you know, there's this freedom to it. Like, okay, I don't have to keep buying that, that spray paint of (laughs) perfection anymore. And the people that truly love you are right there with you and want to be for you. You know, they, they want to help and want to encourage and, and build up. And it just requires this single moment of, you know, letting go mm-hmm. to get to that point. That's a good point, Eric. Single point. Because, and, and yes. you mentioned it too. It's yep. that decision on my part yes. to enter yeah. into that 
what seemingly is yep. a scary place. Yeah. Like I'm allowing you to know this part of me as well. Right. You would never know that I'm struggling with my mortgage payments or my husband and I or spouse and I are on the brink of yeah. divorce, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm going to take a step to mm-hmm. share that with you. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment where it can be real people. Be are seen. Real yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's great. I heard someone, I don't know where this is from. I didn't make it up, but you, you know, you can only be loved as much as you mm-hmm. are known. You know, like if you share something more, like yeah. then you can be loved even mm-hmm. with that, mm-hmm. you know, knowing, knowing that about you, I can still love you the same. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I keep thinking about the word identity. You know, like I might identify as a, a, a married woman. Yeah. You know, I identify as a person who feels financially stable. Right. I identify as a good mom. I identify as my profession. Blank, blank, blank. Fill right, in right. the blank. Right. But in those moments of deep it's like, especially when you're struggling kind of with your identity in that spiritual friendship, you just realize, no, your identity is you're loved. Yes. Mm. And you're seen. Yep. And you're okay. Mm. And you're enough. Yep. And I love you. And that's, period. And God loves you. And us. You know, period. That's the deliberating feeling in in a spiritual friendship. I'm thinking about, we have Kelly Preston who's on staff here. She sent out an email and she said, you can sign up for a spiritual counseling session. Oh, yeah. And I signed up. Oh, you did? I totally did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you've signed up. And he was like, I know I talk to you regularly, but I want the whole 45 minutes yeah. to just like just <laughs> talk with you. I was all ready for my session with Kelly. She said to me, I was struggling and I just was so honest with her about some things I was just struggling with that had to do with my identity in different areas of my life. And she said... I, she said she was praying for me before we got together, which she's not one of these people. That's another great thing about a spiritual friend. They say, I'm going to pray for you. And they mean and it. And they actually yeah. are. Yeah. Yes. It's such an easy thing to say, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I'm yes. going to pray for you. You text it. But like, you know, I think that's another key. They're going to actually do it. And I when do. you say to them, you will too. Yeah. Great point. Like you really will. You know, anyway, she said, I said all this stuff and they said, I was praying for you before this time together. She said, these are the words that I have for you. She said, God is so proud of you. And the power of those words to say to somebody, Mm. to bring you back to like, I am the child of God. This is my father who is so proud of me, despite all these other things that are taking up all the real estate in my mind about what I'm not. That is just such the deep power in, because I'm not proud of myself, but I get to see myself through your eyes. Mm. And that's Mm. such beauty in a spiritual friendship. Yes. Right? I get to see myself. Not as all my lack and all my stuff. Like, yeah. I get to see who I am through your eyes and through the eyes of your your friends who walked through that door, mm. you know? Yeah. And anyway, that just was, it was just such a powerful mm. moment. Reaffirms your identity. Yeah. That's really neat. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Like who you really are. Huh. We also, Troy, this past weekend here during our series, talked about how friendship is also messy and meaningful. That you know, we can also have this assumption, I think, in the life and times of a veneer, but also instant gratification that we got to just click, you know, we got to just, we, we just got to click. If we don't just click with the person, if it's not love at first spiritual friendship site, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not whatever. And you're so good about like asking people to coffee, asking people to coffee again, Asking people to coffee again. This is one of your spiritual what gifts, Bruce. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and yes. just so I don't know if you have any just kind of comments on the on the 
effort. We talked a little bit about this a minute yeah. ago about like, you got to take a step. And right. sometimes it's, it's more steps. I went to the group and nobody noticed me and I sat down and nobody talked to me. So I'm done. You know, but there's a little bit of resilience, I think, in the building of the spiritual friendship and the cultivation process. Yeah. And you've had some, you've, you've orchestrated some of that for people and for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll refer to my uh, Paul Bunyan friend once mm-hmm. more. But so this, this time I'm thinking about, you know, obviously we're neighbors and we had started a small group and we're going into some great conversations, had some great time of growth and so forth. And then all of a sudden he was arrested oh. for things that had been going on and his profession, he had to basically be removed from his profession Mm. and do something totally different, a lot of labor work. And during that time, it was, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Knock on a door every so often. And then there was no answers. And no matter if it was a text or just, you know, waving, yeah. Across the street as you drive in, there was no reciprocating. So that friendship, that spiritual friendship, it was kind of like, what is going on? And so I was trying to, in my own mind, I'm thinking, okay, how do I continue to let him know I care for him, love him, and yet not be bothering him at the same time? And mm. so that that fine line, I should say, is one that is very maybe tilled with mm. prayer on my part. And him wanting some space, me knowing that, but not running away from the friendship, and I wouldn't let him run away f- from mm-hmm. the friendship. And so I think there's that navigation. There's sometimes like that's where it gets messy, and that's what I think right. Troy was really, right. you know, refer- referring to that it's hard at times. It can get really uncomfortable at times. But what does Christ call us to? He calls us to love mm-hmm. and discerning. How we navigate friendships is part of that process of a spiritual friendship. And that's all I'm trying to say. But there are times when, you know, spiritual friendships get really tough mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's okay. But the neat thing is that through time yeah. and that consistent connection, maybe not too much, but just enough, that's when healing takes place. And mm-hmm. I, and there's, there's that freedom factor once more that is kind of rediscovered. Mm-hmm. And that happened in our friendship too. Mm-hmm. So that's... That's why I bring Paul Bunyan up is because he's just, he and I have such a great example of of that, you know, it's a it's a real friendship, and and like marriage, it's not always roses, right? I mean, yeah. it's it's oftentimes thorns and thistles, and yet there can be a lot of redemption when yeah. we hang in there with each other. So I, yeah, yeah, a lot of growth for me in the process too. Mm-hmm. Still learning, yeah. in fact. <laughs> so. We have use the term small group mm-hmm. quite a bit here as we've talked about things. And of course we hope listeners, whether you're new to it or l- kind of refreshing how you're thinking about spiritual friendship, have heard the word, the term <laughs> small group a lot. And let's just talk about that for a second. Okay. You know, that is something we mm-hmm. believe is, is, is a tool is helpful is, is a, is a path. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. toward, toward relationship, but it, can also be scary and intimidating for lots of reasons. So Kim, you're really involved in that here. Yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about maybe what what's happening with with yeah, that ministry absolutely. and why why it's important. And you know, don't just mm-hmm. say a, you know small group. If you have a feeling about that word, let's let's lay that baggage down yeah. <laughs> and and reconsider that 
as a discipleship opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And we are approaching it slightly differently from what we've done in the past. So we're going to offer a couple of different types of groups because we realize post-pandemic, different people are experiencing different things. So we're hoping to just create some space for people to be able to connect with one another, try different things out, try different options. And I think it's it's an easy way to maybe connect with somebody on a spiritual level. It's easier than walking up and saying, hey, do you want to be my spiritual friend? So that's what we've got coming up. You know, I want to go back to what what Bruce said and the and the relationship that develops over time. Bruce, your story about Paul Bunyan. I just, I felt like I could relate to it because sometimes in spiritual friendship, when the other person, the status of the relationships changed and you don't understand why, what that triggers for me is insecurity and rejection. Mm -hmm. And that can make you say, I don't want to text somebody and have them never text me back or, you know, keep praying for somebody who doesn't seem to want that relationship with me anymore. You you know, something like that. But I do also feel like if we are you know, connected to God and that person just keeps being dropped on our hearts or, or, or planes or just, you know, send that, send that, you know, that, that we can overcome those feelings of insecurity and rejection, which are lies. It's not about Absolutely. us when we, you know, 95% of the things we think are about us aren't because <laughs> hashtag ego, right? But send it. Yeah. Still mm-hmm. send it. Mm-hmm. Even if it's three months later and you don't right, understand right. why they didn't, you know, to, to just send that note and you never know what's going to happen. Oh, be obedient mm-hmm. to that prompting to reach out in love to somebody. But I think a barrier to doing that for me sometimes can be that insecurity and rejection. Yeah, just feeling like you don't have that friendship any longer. Yeah. And even though it was not my fault, it's situational. Right. But you still feel as if it is right. your fault. Yeah. And that. Yeah, it is a hard one to It can be a hard one. And, and often yep. it isn't. It's just, you know, well, I don't really want to, you know, talk about God anymore. I think differently about that. And that was another question that I had for everybody here was, COVID yes. knocked some stuff loose for all of us personally, collectively, how you feel about Christianity in general. There's a lot of stuff that kind of got knocked loose. And and those those kind of friendships we had in place, you know, may have reversed. Maybe now you're the one. That's wanting more of God, and that person isn't as as focused, I guess, or feeling as sort of passionate about growth in their spiritual life. You know how? Any mm-hmm. any thoughts on that? Any? Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to circle back when you mentioned the small mm-hmm. groups ministry and you know post COVID. I'm like, yeah. I want to put our finger on like, what is this post COVID? Like, what is it that got shaken up about spiritual friendship and relationship through COVID? And I'm sure it's more complex than we can answer in a few minutes, but can we put our finger on like what's what's different now than before? Kim already mentioned, I think all of us have thought this, it's the word connect. Mm-hmm. It's either we have continued connecting or have not continued mm-hmm. connecting, mm-hmm. whether it's in person or literally online or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. But I think that also is one of the best definitions of what a small group is. It's a place to connect. And and mm-hmm. in that connection process, when we invite Jesus into the conversation, things are going to happen. And I think that's what I would love to see people get back to is a real mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. And whether that's via online mm-hmm. for some people or still wanting to do something like that, well, wonderful. At least they're doing something mm-hmm. to actually yeah. engage 
human conversation, you know? <laughs> yeah. and so, but it, but it is different when you are in person and mm-hmm. there really is more of that depth. I mean, right. so well, forth. and I'm thinking we were forced into isolation and, and I think once we were forced into isolation for a time, people got used to that, that I think that's one issue. And people also became very weary. Mm-hmm. So whether it was because of your job and you had to give so much or just the weariness of, is this ever going to go away? What is a new normal? And, and so I think people became tired. And mm-hmm. so it, it is an effort to engage once again. Mm-hmm. And so I think that getting back into friendships or small groups, whatever that might look like, it is going to require some effort. And I think mm-hmm. people probably are somewhat hesitant just because we're still not done with being tired. Yeah. I think we're we're moving in the right direction, but I, I think there's some hesitancy there because it's, you know, am, do I have the bandwidth mm-hmm. to do this? Yeah. It's a complicated new environment that we're, we're living in, you know? And so I just think it's really helpful to think about, you know, this new context when it comes to mm-hmm. making new friendships mm-hmm. and forging, right. forging new relationships mm-hmm. is not the same as it was before. Even though some things are the same, it's all about connection. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. But it's different. At the same time, I, I would say that there, I am sensing a real desire right now for people mm-hmm. want to be connected. Mm-hmm. And I am sensing a shift. And I hope it's not just me. I, I hope, you know, that, that other people are willing to jump in and to take a risk, get in a group, you yeah. know, find those friends, or if it's through serving on a team. But um, I, I think we're ready and mm-hmm. it's, it's needed, but I think, I think we're, we're ready. The hunger's there again. Yes. I love that. Yes. I think you're right about that too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Right. yes. And it's easy to go, what's happening? Yeah. But it's, but it's, it, it. We should, right, be more focused. And Troy will say this yeah. too, right? Let's I mean, let's go see where God is working. Right. Yes. You know, let's see where he is working. Let's see who he is working in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that he's not, you know, but that we see something and, and we want to be a part of that because there is a refreshed right. hunger, right. you know, to for that, that gospel that was and is and will always be. That hasn't changed. Yeah. <laughs> well, right? and, I, and I think we saw that even after the, the women had the mm, if gathering. Yes, yes. And then we had all of these if table groups pop up. And I think mm-hmm. we had like 15. And, and we knew then. We're hungry. And, right. you know, those groups are thriving. Yes. So I, I think that collectively we are ready to yeah. move yeah. forward. I'm thinking back to the groups we had during COVID. Were they called the discipleship online groups? Discipleship online groups? digital discipleship groups. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And just what kind of a representative that is, I think, of a lot of the things that we've talked about today, which is, you know, the flexibility of what a group looks like, yeah. of the necessity for it, no matter kind of what's happening, the creativity we sometimes need to use, but yeah. the desire we have, no matter what's going on, to connect yeah. to each other. And I remember Kelly Johnson and I doing one. Yeah. And we were like, I don't know, and get online and like the little squares pop up on your screen. <laughs> that yeah. was so yeah. new then, yeah. right? And yeah. I can, I still have those connections with those people. Yeah. And we met eight, ta- eight, nine, ten, ta- whatever it was over, you know, COVID. Right. Right. But we shared that time together. And that, that there's a imprint, an impression. Right. I think that that kind of time had for for yeah. people to say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose. Yep. 
to say in the middle of this thing that I keep, the ground is shifting. I don't know where yep. it is. I'm still going to plant my feet yeah. on the on the on the solid ground. About it. Anything else, guys? And yeah, I'm just thinking the the connection again. I keep overusing this word, but it is so prominent in my mind and in my experience. But connections with intergenerational people, like oh, you know, where where one. are we at with regards to helping parents and or older adults connect yeah. with younger teenagers and yeah. so forth? And I I did youth ministry for seven years full time prior to engaging in, in an associate pastor role, but recently we went on the. Capitals student youth retreat. Yeah. And I forgot how much I loved youth ministry. <laughs> so, but it was just fun to actually kind of rub elbows and kind of laugh alongside and learn how to line dance from teenagers again. So it was just kind of a crazy fun opportunity. And it made, it has made me start thinking about how do we now, even with Capital Park City in particular in my head, how do we connect cross generational, you know, to develop spiritual friendships there. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking mentoring, that's kind mm -hmm. of the term I've always used in the past, but not sure how we're gonna engage that, but I'm praying through that process. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. something that's really, really valuable. The other thing with regards to, you know, not just spiritual friendships, but church family and, and reconnecting with a church family or a small group, the encouragement I always challenged people with in the past was, you know, join us because without you, you're missed. We miss not having you here. And when you're not here, you miss out on a lot too. I think that's a very interesting way to not really guilt people into engaging somewhere, but I think it's, it's, a, it's a nice little tap mm -hmm. to challenge them to consider what does it mean to really invest in my spiritual journey with, mm -hmm. because that spiritual journey with Jesus always involves people. Yes. Always. Yeah. yeah, that's so, the bottom line here, right? Yeah. Right. Well, let's wrap up here just with maybe just hit some quick practical tips. What stuck with me that you said was send the text. You know, like I mm. might be thinking, oh, are they that committed to this anymore? Do, mm -hmm. Are we friends still? Mm -hmm. Do they even like, uh, it's been five years since I've talked to them. Send the text. If they're on your heart, on your mind, right. God put them there. Send the text. Make the phone call. Send a postcard. Yeah. <laughs> send a postcard with a stamp that you buy at the grocery store. Anyway, reach out. Yeah. Send it. Because don't you love that feeling when you think, this isn't leaving me. And I know that's God. I know that's God asking me to do that. That's how much he loves that person. Mm. You know? Yes. And, he's letting, and how he's privileged am I one, yeah. that he would let me, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Send the text. Kim, what do we got? I know probably what you're going to say. Yes. A I couple mean, of things. You kind of have to. Yes. So join a small group. <laughs> We're making it easy for you. Yeah. And that's going to be happening very soon. And if not, you'll be missed. Yes, it, you, you know? will be missed. I also want to say, make sure that you take a risk. And, you know, I'm Good 61. Point. And I, so I have a lot of established friends, but my, my closest spiritual friend I mm -hmm. met at Capitol and mm -hmm. because I took a risk and I said, let's go to coffee. We mm -hmm. instantly opened up and now we're doing ministry together mm -hmm. and that has become that was a good risk that i took yeah because we challenge one another we have a mentoring relationship with one another so mm -hmm. i take don't be afraid to take a risk this mm -hmm. is really so common so old but invite mm. and and if people are at a place where i'm not sure i really i don't want to go because i don't know anybody and i'm not sure exactly how to join a group that's always going to be something that we're going to help with but 
if you're in that thought process, invite someone else to join you mm. in mm -hmm. a group. Mm. I love that. Um, I promise I your house is clean enough. I <laughs> promise you can cook well enough for this. <laughs> or buy the food. Yes, yeah, right. Buy the food. <laughs> invite. And, I'll, and yeah. I would also say, just pray about it. What, what yeah. does the Lord want you to do? And when you when you mention you know the text when you that prodding that you get is kind of kind of weird. Like a few days ago, I knew this meeting was happening. I knew we were going to do this podcast. But like two three days ago, I was thinking about Paul Bunyan every single day. Hmm. So you know, and so that that prodding of the heart, I think those are something. Those prods by the Holy Spirit, I believe, are things to be praying about. Hmm. And how do I now respond to that? Mm -hmm. So, invite and pray. I think I would say two. Also, I think one, and that's a, as a theme the whole time, is just to trust yourself with some vulnerability, mm -hmm. to be your real self, with your lovable and knowable, and just enough, just to, to trust yourself with your real self, your own self, and then trust yourself with somebody else with your real self. Mm -hmm. And I think I would also say, listen, that can be a hard thing in a world of noise and in a world of wanting to fix. Mm. Wanting to say, God's got this, right? Which is, I believe, we all believe is true. But to take the time in building a spiritual friendship to, to just listen, to listen for God and to just listen to that person before you respond or react mm. in some way. It's pretty interesting that you say that. A word comes to my mind when you mention mm. both vulnerability, mm -hmm. vulnerability, there we go, and listening is that they are both a gift mm. to that person and it becomes a gift to you when you are listening uh when you are vulnerable in those mm -hmm. conversations i think that's a it's an important one we sometimes just mm -hmm. dismiss mm -hmm. but vulnerability and listening are gifts mm. for sure mm. well on that note this has been a gift to us yeah and we hope it's a gift to everybody who's yeah. listening and mm -hmm. we had talked about ending in, in prayer yeah so if you're not used to receiving prayer, it feels good. Yeah. So just receive this. Yeah. Just mm -hmm. receive this for your life with anticipation and with hope mm -hmm. in a God who loves you already completely mm -hmm. and wants this for you. Kim Perry. Okay. Well, Lord, thank you so much that you love us enough to mm -hmm. not leave us alone. And Lord, I know that you don't want us to do life alone. And I pray for... Every person who is listening to this podcast, if they are feeling lonely or they are feeling that they need a deeper connection, Lord, I pray that you would meet that need in their life and that you would lead them in the right direction to do that. Lord, whether it's a small group or it's finding somebody that they're sitting next to at church, Lord, whatever it might be, I pray that you help them. Lord, we've talked about listening, and and Lord, I, I know for all of us, we have had those times where you've spoken to us about something, taking a risk, whether it's taking a risk in stepping out in ministry and serving, or getting in a group, or, or talking to somebody, and Lord, I know that you honor that, and so I pray that you would give everybody courage, the courage that they need, Lord, to to take a step, to find a spiritual friend, and, and that you would bring success to them, Lord, and that they would experience that fulfillment 
and that love and that vulnerability and everything that comes with having a friendship that is focused on you. And so we thank you, Lord, that that you are helping us to even set up these systems, Lord, where people can get plugged in. And I just pray that your Holy Spirit would move powerfully in our capital community, Lord, and that you would help all people to feel connected. Lord, not just some, not just a percentage. Lord, we want everyone to be connected with one another. And so we lift up capital to you, Lord, and we ask you just to do a powerful and mighty work in the lives of the people. And Lord, mostly this is all about being loved, feeling loved, and giving love. And so, Lord, help us to reach out, especially those of us who maybe are more confident, help us to reach out to others who might be more quiet. But Lord, we just, we pray for your blessing as we move forward in this new season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. You know, my favorite part of this, Tara, I think, Mm. is that right when we pushed record or stop recording, Bruce said, I'm going to go call Paul Bunyan. I know. (laughs) This friend of his, Mm -hmm. this conversation prompted him to reach back out. It's such a good reminder. Like, we think sometimes we're doing things for another purpose. And then we realize, oh my gosh, God, that was, this was for me. This is for Paul Bunyan. This is for Paul Bunyan. Yeah. So... Mm. I hope you have that same encouragement. Me too. If someone's been put on your heart during this conversation, if some next step has been put on your heart during this conversation. Yeah. And if you are the person on somebody's mm-hmm. heart and they reach out to you, we give you the, yeah. we give you, or we encourage you to respond. Yeah. Be obedient. Yeah. Yep. If you have a story to share, let us know. Go to capitalstories.com. You can also give us a rating and subscribe to make sure this pops onto your phone every couple of weeks. And we do appreciate you listening and we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening.